What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Crazy Face Who Know podcast. I'm your host, Shane McNeely. We are uh, inspiring others to do good, make a difference in our local and global communities. And I'm here with today, the good friend, Tyler Grant. What's up, Tyler? Howdy. Welcome. I kind of felt like I should be like, and I'm your co-host. And your co-host today. But. Which would be fun. Yeah. So, Tyler, we first met in college, probably mm-hmm. probably sometime in like our sophomore year. We probably knew each other before then, but it was our my junior year. Yeah, my senior year. Your senior year when the house kind of came about um, on Calvert Street mm-hmm. in South Bend, Indiana. Um, and it's been fun to get back together because it's a group of guys that wanted to live intentionally in a community uh, in college in South Bend and like um, give back to the community and be a part and like just submerge them, submerse ourselves into the community mm-hmm. um, and like find ways to just give back and do good. Um, I actually, which is the interesting part, I wasn't a part of the house. But I was a part you were of the, the house. bonus. Yeah. yeah, I was the bonus for sure. Like I stayed there probably at least three nights out of the week and slept on the couch and yeah. came and went and did. You guys were my my buds. But it's been interesting because this trip we've learned that we didn't really necessarily connect or like have build yeah. a very like super strong relationship. I would say coming into this weekend, your relationship and I's was probably the one that I was most unsure about. Yeah. I think, yeah, we clicked and had fun, but I think I didn't yeah. realize until this weekend how much I didn't know about you. Right. And and have been surprised, like... The similarities. Yeah, yeah. And talking through some of that stuff and realizing, wow, they're actually, like... No I was idea. I always liked you Pleasantly and enjoyed surprised. you, but I'm like, now I feel so connected to you in yeah, a way that same. I don't think I did before. And surprisingly, because I just didn't... I didn't see this relationship being the one that I, like took the most from yeah. this trip and I feel Same. like it has been. Same. I really value that and appreciate that. Yeah, we've talked a lot the last couple of days, which is good. I that's I've had that's a why podcast. I like to talk a lot. Um but it's been kind of fun because I know there was a few things like right out of the gates we were talking about and we were like, we gotta bring that back and I can't really recall exactly what they are, but I have a feeling <laughs> they'll probably flush each other out, flush things out yeah. as we get going. Um I've you know I kind of said at the beginning i want to kind of start from the beginning maybe and as early as you want to kind of tell me about of maybe your choices to go to bethel college mm-hmm. and like your environment growing up and just touch on that maybe and then your experience at bethel and just kind of like your life from whenever you want to start to where you are now cool we've, we've gone through an interesting journey i think each of us yeah i'm fascinated by that so yeah um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting now, like kind of living in my hometown again, cause I, oh, I, I mean, as a kid, you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do or where I'm going to live or anything, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I've always felt really connected to this part of the country, even though I had family and stuff around different places and, um, the neighborhood I grew up in, I was like fifth generation in that neighborhood and stuff. Yeah. But I think, um... I had never really like, I wasn't a super organized person mm. until kind of late high school. 
And even then I didn't ask a lot of questions. So it was like, my brother was going to college in Kentucky and I'd been there and I was like, that sounds like a good place, whatever. Yeah. And so I was just going to go there and then, um, had an inquiry from, um, faculty at Bethel Mm -hmm. to like come and talk to them about some music scholarship stuff. And then, um, was lifeguarding at my high school at Mishawaka high school. And then some Josh Boyer, who was an RD or an RA in Oakwood, plus David okay. Preeb and David, um, Kyle Silvius and Mike Sudik would come and like swim there while I was like, okay. so I got to meet them yeah. and I was like, these people seem cool. I guess right. I could go, I guess I could look at that. And then I forgot about Mike, Mike Sudik. Yeah. He was great. our RA on the other side. So it yeah. was Zach, which mm-hmm. you talked about being one of your friends early, like friends when you first moved there it was our, like Sam, Derek and Tony and I, that was like our wing of the hallway. Yeah. And then on the other side of the hallway was Mike and I don't remember who else, Mike Sudik and I don't know somebody else, but that was like there. Yeah. I like totally forget. It's like interesting yeah. to think about those people. And he's, Mike's doing some cool stuff too. He, yeah. um, he and I keep in touch a little bit. Like, sure. um, I remember seeing he's, some he's of it. Like he, cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um I'm pretty sure he has a podcast that I could plug right now, but I don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I well, can't think of it. <laughs> Mike. But yeah. If you got a podcast Mike out there, we can, yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. If you want Talking to about a lot of, like fatherhood and kind of stuff. Cool. But I like that. Um, yeah. So met some cool people from Bethel and was like, kind of like, you know, you mentally like try it on. And then I met um, Bob Ham, who was the um, choir director at Bethel. Okay. And just really liked him him mm-hmm. and um was kind of like okay i'll go there yeah like i didn't i never did a tour or anything relationships like that. are half the battle yeah it yeah. really is like work i think about it even like work and like jobs that i've had like it's not always the work that i'm doing that's like mm-hmm. it's the people that you surround yourself with yeah and if you like the work but the people aren't good it taints it yeah and if you like the people that you're doing and the work isn't good it still taints it a little bit, but it's different. You yeah. can like, it's manageable. You're like, ah, oh, okay. And I realized from, like, I worked a bunch of summers at a camp and then I worked at a youth crisis facility here in town, like mm-hmm. during college and, um, and then after college and then working for the Red Cross in Oregon and realizing like in the combination of like good and bad experiences mm-hmm. that like, I don't care as much what we're doing. Like I, I'm less concerned about what the work is and more concerned about like the culture, the relationships in the culture. Yeah. Because if you're on a good team, you can get through it lot of really terrible assignments yeah. and stuff like that so yeah i, you can I have care fun with it still yeah i care mm-hmm. more about how we do our work than what work we're doing i think i do too so anyway yeah so i ended up like meeting people at bethel and i'm like these guys are cool mm-hmm. i could go there so i never i just like signed up and my buddy bryant who had gone to high school with and we're so close he i was like do you want to be my roommate i'm signing i'm filling out my application right now <laughs> and he's like oh can i have a couple days to think about it because he just wasn't sure what he was doing in life so we yeah. just he decided, so we decided, so we went, and we were roommates, right? And it was, it, Are you guys it was still great. Close? Are you guys mm-hmm. still together? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, my freshman and junior year roommates were Bryant, and my sophomore and senior were Calvin. Okay. Plus. Yeah. Kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. So you went to Bethel, and what was your major? I started out with psychology, and then switched to intercultural studies. That's right. And that was like, was that junior year too? No, that was freshman. That was Calvin mm-hmm. that switched. Like yeah, Cal- year to Calvin. Kind of finished things up. He did like. A, he switched to liberal studies so he could yeah. kind and of finish the semester earlier. earlier. But, um, yeah, so you got to Bethel. Um, you Did you 
I know some of this, but uh, you grew up in a, like Bethel is a very conservative liberal arts mm-hmm. college. Um, th- it's based or like the denomination is uh, the missionary church is yeah. kind of like the base of like. Yeah. Anabaptist roots, but pretty evangelical now. Yeah. Which is interesting. So, I mean, you would think that most people go there because of that, but that's not necessarily the case. Like I learned about Bethel because of the wrestling program they mm-hmm. once had. And then they dropped the wrestling program when I was going into my senior year of high school. So I had to like figure out like, well, I really like that school. I wanted to go there. There was a feeling that I had when I came and did my visit. Um, I played soccer all my life. So I threw my soccer recruiting stuff in there and small scholarship and yeah. I'm like, okay, let's do that. You know, um, close to home, a couple hours, hour and a half, couple hours. Um, but it's interesting because I don't necessarily know that. I didn't go in there because of the religious side of things, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people do. Yeah. Is that something that you were focused on or was like the music or? I think I, it was kind of like, and, and actually working in higher, like, like private religious, specifically Christian higher ed. I still kind of feel this way that like, you can kind of find whatever you want kind of any place. But I think I, so I was like, I knew that I wanted to go to a Christian college um, but it didn't seem cr- like super critical, right? Which one? Like I, I think I like the small yeah. aspect. Yeah, like, that for it sure. was like a more personable like atmosphere. Yeah, more so than I, than I really thought about the religious side yeah. of things. And then I went there, and then I was like, I don't know, like looking back, my perspective perspective changed, or like I think about the people that go there, mm-hmm. the kids or the students that go there now, and I'm like, oh, interesting. I see it through a different lens than maybe I did when I went there. Yeah. Which is neither here nor there, yeah. like good or bad. I just like, oh, I, I don't know why I pigeonhole so many people yeah. into like a specific thing that they went there. But I think that the the thing that I loved about it then, and I still love about it, is that Bethel feels like, um, like it's not, it's not fussy about things. It's not um, pretentious. Bethel's almost never pretentious, and there's like living around Notre Dame, Notre Dame has like a lot of prestige and some really amazing programs, but there also is this cachet of like a little bit better, you know, mm. like, and, and in some things they actually they are. are. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> there's some truth to it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not saying it's undeserved, but also like Bethel is just like, I don't know. There's such a, there's such a like warmth and accessibility mm. to Bethel that to me has been really constant yeah. as a student and now as a staff person. Yeah. Um, and I, that, yes, I'm, Tyler I feel like works there now. Yes. So that to yeah. get speed up that process, like he yeah. went to college there. And so that he's got a very unique mm-hmm. perspective on the school, both as a student, as yeah. a prospective student, but now as faculty and staff that works in a very unique, I'm sure yeah. we'll get to it, but like a very unique, like branch of Bethel. That's mm-hmm. really cool and fun. And, a lot of schools have it, but yeah, those types of programs, but it's just different. It's interesting. Yeah. Wow. And I think, yeah, it's been cool to see stuff that I didn't understand as a student. Mm. Um, Cause a lot of these guys were ones who were like pushing boundaries at school. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that's very much who we were like yeah. a lot of, a lot of outlier like type stuff. And I, I wonder how much it's cool to see everybody come together yeah. almost 10 years later, like eight, nine years since we've like seen each other. Um, all like like the last time, and 
to see where we're at now in life. Yeah. And to see the things that kind of stuck with us, mm-hmm. the personality things that kind of were in a lot of ways, like we're all the same. I don't know if we really changed, yeah. but like we've grown up, we're wiser, we've got more thoughts on different things. We've got life experience that like has shaped the way we perceive mm-hmm. different things and and yet it's all okay and it's all like it's just interesting yeah. i wonder if there are other groups that are like that or is this like an isolated case is this an outlier of people that like left bethel that have these types of relationships or like have these yeah like are most people that left bethel did they are they just staying in that same like yeah i don't, I don't mentality know. in some ways yeah. or is it i mean i think it's like you know, it takes all kinds. Like, there's probably yeah. every possible I'm scenario. Sure. But I think what I see, like, with this group in particular, is that, like, I see people still serious about the things they were serious about a decade yeah. ago. It and I love different. that. Yeah. And, like, like Tony especially, like, even him, like, kind of getting us together. Mm-hmm. To me, that that's, that's kind of a different that's... Tony. He always wanted people to be together. But like him being the organized person. Yeah, the intentionality was always there, but the yeah. the uh, taking the steps to get there mm-hmm. was always like he was an ideas man, like throw it out. Yeah. And it would stick or didn't stick. And when somebody I can... would take on yeah. that idea and run with it if it was something that we wanted to do. But he wasn't the one to be the catalyst for that activity. And he, I remember one time when we were all hanging out and he and... Uh, one guy that he'd become friends with from the church in town, the Mexican church in town, Luzi Vida, I think was the name of the church. I don't mm. remember the guy's name. But so he, they were hanging out a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're going to go get tacos. So they went to the west side and that taco place was co- closed and they went to another place, another place. And they come back like three hours later <laughs> with like tons of tacos <laughs> because then they're like... It was just one of those, and Susanna was there too. And both of them were like, like we sent the three most like people chatty, focused, chatty like, yeah, people. Like, they're like, they're very intentional about them and very present. And whoever's in front talk. of them is yes. the most important. They were like, those tacos are never coming back. No. <laughs> and of course they did, but it was like yeah. midnight by then. Right. And there's that stuff where I think Tony's always, like, for example, has always been so good at just like mm-hmm. valuing the person in front of him. Yes. But sometimes, like, in that scenario, you're like, yeah, but we may not get tacos out of this, <laughs> which is fine. But it's, like, it's both yeah. extraordinary and kind of, so, like, seeing Tony, like, keep that, like, keep how much, like, you matter to him. Mm-hmm. But also that he can, like, yeah, plan and organize and, like, yes. bring things together is just amazing. To, to see the, like, people keep what's amazing and add to it mm-hmm. and, like, grow that up and mature it is yeah. so amazing. I... I I'm assuming that you probably knew him more, maybe more than I did, but did you know Alex Collins? I, I knew more of him. I think I just knew him because of you guys. Yeah. And I like, and he was in chapel band. He was. Okay. But he graduated. It would have been your freshman year is when he would have graduated. We used to get, we had like the same haircut and stuff. Yeah. And we used to get, Um, yeah, freshman year, we used, very similar. I used to get asked like if I was his brother and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of like. Andrew. Um, because Andrew and Alex both went to Bethel. Yes. So I, yeah, I used to get asked if I was like their brother. Yeah. So since Alex passed away, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the big things that everybody talked about about Alex was like, man, he made you feel like you were the only person in the room. 
Yeah. Like you were the most important person. And I feel very much like that with Tony. For sure. You know, he just makes you feel like the most amazing and like loved and cherished. And it's not even anything he does in particular. It's just his intentiveness of like listening and like, mm, yeah, you know, like, okay. And he asks the questions like quality questions and decent questions. And yeah. Ah, like, can we just talk about what we like best about each of the guys? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's do it. So like with Tony, like it's that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And also he's just like, has a funny way of being, but yeah, like he's goofy and like, he's just fun. And the stoner who doesn't smoke. Yeah. 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 Like if you, if we like keep toasting pictures or like sometimes when he would just be like, ah, like, like his eyes are super heavy and you'd be like, like you totally look like you're stoned right now. But he's not. He's like, yeah. it's not it's all him. who he is. It's just, that's his personality. It's just this, like, easygoing, go with the flow. Yeah. But also, like, listens, takes a lot in, and just wise with his words and, like, very, yeah. very much a thinker. He thinks, he yeah. processes, and then he, like, gives you information. And I got to know him on our semester abroad in the Dominican oh, in, yeah. like, you fall guys, 2007. I totally forgot you guys yeah. did that. And with These that. These connections are the things you, like, yeah. forget about when you've been gone for so long. Oh. And so then, like, so that was, like, getting to know him in kind of an intense mm-hmm. situation where you're around, just, like, around each other all the time. Which, that's probably why this kind of group kind of came together in some ways, right? Sort of, yeah. Because I I feel like it was, you know, obviously Derek, Tony, Sam, and I were freshmen in mm-hmm. the same dorm. We were three doors down. Yeah. That was, like, the joke. Like, three doors down. Oh, yeah, like the band. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, our dorms were, they were at the end of the hall, and we were three doors down. Mm-hmm. And, uh... So we were the group, right? Yeah. Kind of like, and then it was you and Calvin. Yeah. And then, and then I, I was th- always curious. I couldn't remember. How I think what happened was. is, because I didn't know you three. And I knew But Calvin. I think I'd met, like, because of Zach being your RA, I'd hung out mm. in Oakwood. And so I like, I think I'd met you all a little bit. Sure. Um, probably been at like a shower party or something like that. Probably. Um, and then, <laughs> which is a different kind of podcast. <laughs> Um, but then the, so I'd like met people yet, but you didn't know you guys at all. So I knew Tony, knew Calvin. And I think, well, and I was close with Joel who was friends with Calvin, with Calvin and Calvin, like Calvin, Joel and I did the amateur, like MMA fights. And so like we, yeah, we did, we like very much bonded over like wrestling and MMA and violence and, you know, the extreme sports of things. Mostly those two talking to me and shit, but (laughs) I still, I give Joel all the credit for all the crazy dumb shit that I've ever done yeah. in my life. I'm like, he's the reason. Like, he's the reason I, like, he knew how to talk me into stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm grateful yeah. for it, actually. But, like, I so I met Calvin then, but you were the outlier for me that I yeah. just, like, didn't necessarily know. And I think what happened then is Calvin and Sam and Matt somehow got connected, like, longboarding, sure. and, like, going downtown, yeah. and, like, trying to meet homeless people and just, like, hear mm-hmm. their stories and, like kind of enter that world a little bit. Yeah. And you two are good friends. Yeah. And then Tony and you get to know each other. Yeah. So I think it just all kind of, I remember there was some meeting that like actually Matt was probably kind yeah. of the, I feel like really the one like driving things. Yeah. Um, and, and let me just say this too, cause I, I said it with Calvin, but I don't know which order we're going to yeah. be posting these in, but Matt is one of our friends. It was the part mm-hmm. of this group. Um, unfortunately he's passed away and 
his death was really a catalyst in some ways for us getting together and being like, we got to be intentional about like loving each other. And, um, just this bond and this, this thing that we've had. And it's, it's like confirmation of us all getting together that it was real, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's sad in some ways, quote sad in some ways that we haven't been closer since then. But also at the same time, it's like, we've, we're finding our own ways. Yeah. And like, if this is where we're at now, then great. And yeah, that's okay. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Like shout out to Maddie. Cheers, Matt. Cheers. Um, and water. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. you know, it's, sometimes it's making the best out of bad situations. And yeah. I feel like we've, that's one of the reasons that we're together of like, yeah, let's all get together. Yeah. And I think too, to like, to heal together. Yeah. Um, and I, and obviously you, you and Sam living out there, you mm-hmm. know, near him, you guys had like your history with Matt kind of like stayed more like dimensional for longer yeah. than mine did. Yep. Um, but so everybody, yeah, has different levels of like investment and need and hurt over yeah how that all went. But, um, yeah, I think kind of healing together and seeing it like, I love reconciliation stuff. I love Mm. rebuilding stuff. I love the, I don't know. I just like seeing things healed and like made new. And I feel like that's kind of what this weekend is. Is like, just like old things being made new. Yeah. Um, And I, we were talking about this earlier today before we left for lunch or whatnot, but just the fact that, we are all on such different Uh places in life and paths and you work at Bethel and you know, a lot of us don't, a lot of us aren't on that same. A lot of you wouldn't necessarily fit. No, they wouldn't want 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 us to, nor would we want to. Yeah. You couldn't sign the like articles. Um, and, and, and each of us are different and are on different paths, but yet the openness of like, there's no judgment between mm-hmm. us in some ways. Like, yeah, you, you know, you obviously like it's human nature to come kind of compartmentalize each other into certain little boxes. I think yeah. that we naturally do, but I, I think that we all love each other and we all respect each other. And the simple things of, you know, having a conversation with Derek this morning and mm-hmm. like got into things. I'm like, dude, I, and this was a big thing for me of just being like, <laughs> dude, I love you. Give me a hug, please can we not talk about this anymore? Yeah. You know, like I just don't, I just can't. I'm like, I'm, yeah, it's, I both need to hear perspectives that I think yeah. are whack, and but we've I talked, also, yeah, we've yeah. talked about it a lot and like, I just don't even know what to say anymore. And like, I yeah. love you. Like it doesn't change how I feel about you. Yeah. But like, I just need a break. You know? And I think, and, and I think both respecting each other. Yeah. Like, Thank you for telling me. Yeah. It's totally cool. Like, and that's part of what makes these relationships feel so good. Yes. Is that like, like bearing with somebody. Yeah. Like, and, and journeying with them, like we kind of mm-hmm. talked about before, like journeying with them the full distance, like even as your beliefs on things diverge and you, um, you know, people, you know, make different choices that other people wouldn't make and yeah. stuff like, but still bearing with one another and figuring out what, do, okay, what does it look like for me to really yeah. love you? Right. Um, love you for you. And yeah. it doesn't mean that I have to change to adapt to be you, but I can, I can. Yeah be open-minded enough to like accept you and, and love you. And, and I, th- I think there was a time you. when I definitely relied on the positive peer pressure. Yeah. So like I relied on this group, Calvin, especially, but this group to like help me be who I wanted to be mm. and to like 
make good choices and to like see the poor and to put myself out to like be um courageous about being uncomfortable and going to places where i will be in over my head and have to learn and probably the hard way but like optimistic about that that journey and feeling like that's crucial and while i in some ways feel like i've sold out because like (laughs) because <laughs> you work for Bethel well no not actually that no. but like um we used to live in a more like dicey part of the neighborhood oh, okay and yeah um now you don't getting to where I'm like I would not let my child play in my backyard unattended mm. and that feels like not the home I want to have so like moving right. even just like the opposite corner of the neighborhood where like our house is just less exposed our backyard is bigger and sure. more private and stuff like that it feels a little bit like selling out because you're like I get it yeah like, but you just got to be, you know, yeah. with people who, you know, need it. And I don't know. But, but it's I interesting think, yeah. how your perspectives change from, yeah, we were very, we like, we took a lot of risks just in general mm-hmm. in those times of our life. And we're just okay. And I think those are the best times to take those risks yeah. in some ways. Like, why not? And what I see the- how that thinking affects like how I'm raising my daughter and how my wife and I live our lives. And like, she's teaching in public school. And I feel like, like I find her commitment to her school kids. So amazing. Like I, like when she's like fired up about her students, like I'm so attracted to her. Yeah. It's sexy. (laughs) Because it's like, I, because like that's a way that we're united and I know Mm -hmm. how to support her in that. And if she was passionate about something like fashion, I'd be like, cool. Okay. Yeah. Like, I like fashion. Right. But, like, she's passionate about students, and, and like, that's what gets her out of bed in the morning. Yeah. And I'm, like, partly because of, like, this group kind of fed that. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I am with you on that. Right. What do you need? Yeah. So. How can I be a part? Yeah. I do want to go back to, like, the what we like best about people. Yes. Okay. So, like. Start with Tony. Let's, let's talk about Matt, because we kind of went there next. Oh, Matt. What was good about him? Matt. Um, Matt was... I think it's funny because Calvin kind of put it this way. Like he was a shitster, <laughs> yeah, but in the best definitely. way possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't afraid to like challenge things and he wasn't afraid to like stand up to you and be like, ah, oh, like you gotta mm-hmm. be careful with that, man. Like, and he sometimes and, didn't know how to not stir. Yeah. Which could be terrible, but often so valuable. Like he yeah. was the prophet, like, yeah. And he preparing would, the way of the Lord. Mm hmm. And he would, he, I, I feel like for me, it was, he challenged me in different ways of like, uh, obviously thinking and I don't know, like just getting, going out into the community and just being like very much challenged us on the, the mission of like the Calvert house of like mm-hmm. diving into the community. And it's like, we got to do more of this. Like we're not doing enough, yeah. you know, or like starting things and thinking that raw authenticity, I think. Sometimes he was a starter. He'd mm-hmm. be like, um, and I and, think, and him and I like, so this is interesting. Like it's, it's really good for me to think of like, what are the positives and things like there's a ton of positives I uh, love about Matt and him and I, like our personalities definitely didn't mesh great with each other, but we loved each other and we still had these like great yeah. moments and like we were good friends, yeah. you know, but like also at the same time, because we both were these like almost alpha like just kind of like <laughs> wanted to like push our like thoughts Tigris. and things yeah. and like so we'd get into like deep co- philosophical conversations that man you would think we were like 
fighting, you know? Yeah. But like, it was just how we were. Yeah. And then we'd like do the same thing that Derek and I did and be like, I love you, man. Yeah. You know, like at the end and I value some of those things and like his, he's just a brilliant, I think his mind was so much more brilliant than any of us understood. Mm -hmm. And I think that was part of what was a struggle for him that like Mm -hmm. sometimes you can't keep, he couldn't keep up with his own mind. Like your body's not capable of wrangling all the things because he, his mind really did operate on such a high level. And I found like he, and my brother's a little bit this way. Like he just knows how to see things through a different lens than other people. And and my brother's also a little bit of a shitster, shitster. <laughs> um, a shyster, shyster no. um, that he, but Matt had this way of just like uncovering things mm-hmm. and like seeing, seeing through layers that I'm more willing to like take things at face value, which I yeah. think is good and valuable in a lot of things. And it makes it like, I'm terrible at holding grudges. Yeah. Cause like if they're acting Same. nice to me, I'm just going to yeah. take it. Right. But, um, <laughs> The, but Matt was so good at like seeing the deeper layers mm-hmm. and refusing to let that get covered up. Refusing. Yeah. Yep. He, he held you to a standard Yeah, and he held, he, he made you have integrity. He made you have like, yeah, you can believe that, you know, it, I could very much be like, you <laughs> I can, can hear him that, saying that. But like, yeah, exactly. But like that's like that's something you got to deal with yeah right and you got to like figure that out for yourself yeah like you can believe that and i think i think that showed me a lot about myself even like things that he wasn't directly targeting Mm -hmm. like in me i think it showed me other things of like like him being good at starting things but then often was like looking to pass it off to start the next thing Mm -hmm. then like that showing his strength in some ways yeah but maybe he didn't even know that that was his. i'm not sure it was always deliberate i think sometimes it was just like his natural course. Yeah. But that showed me, I learned about myself that like, oh, I'm actually really good at just like sustaining something. Mm-hmm. And I can start things, but I love, I love finishing something. I love mm. the sense of completion and that that's really motivating to me, but I need somebody like that who, yeah. who's going to drive it. And then I know I can take it and improve it and keep it going. Yeah. Um, but I need people like that to to like reveal things to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Who's next? Who do you want? Let's go Sam. Okay. My favorite thing about Sam is just the way he is. Yeah. Like, I just love watching him. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just... And so Sam is like, he's my best friend. Yeah. Right? Like Sam and I, and we've gone through a lot together. Pros and good mm-hmm. and bad. And I think... The thing that, that it's funny because like the thing that I love most about Sam is the thing I love most about like all of us being together right now, mm-hmm. right? Is that I can call Sam up and be like, hey man, like I need to like, I need, I need time. Yeah. You know, can we like sit down and like, yeah. can we just talk? And like, it may be two weeks, it might be three weeks. He's got two kids, a wife, like he's busy, you mm-hmm. know, he lives like 20, 30 minutes away, you know? So it's like, we have to be intentional about doing those things. Um, but like, that's the thing I love about Sam is that. He's fun. He's a good time. And I can always be myself around him. Mm. And, uh, and he's just, he's quirky. He's got his own little quirky things. Like yeah. 
his little mannerisms that are like it's the mannerisms. <laughs> yeah. It's not the queer like quirky things is like really generic. That could sound like a mannerisms. false compliment. He's, he's quirky. No, but it's no, like, no, it's like his mannerisms. His mannerisms like, are just fun. His body language is hilarious. Yeah. Like his voice like his the way he speaks and voices and like the yeah. comments he adds. Yeah. He um so Calvin and I after we graduated, because we're a year older than everybody else, mm-hmm. um, we went to Uganda to work for oh, Matt's yeah. parents. Yeah, yeah. And that's that time during that first part of the time that we were there, Sam was there doing a semester abroad. And so the three of us have like this weird, like right. we've all I forgot about that, yeah. like hung out in, in Uganda like, and another country. In Uganda and, and stuff. Yeah. Which um, is like, those are just experiences you can't, yeah. that nobody else can like understand or really comprehend in, unless you were there. Yeah. And just like, so I have like these dimensional views of him as like, like he, and I think this is what, this is again, part of what you and I both love about the group, but like Sam, I think really displays it all of like quirky and hilarious and deep and sincere and like the ability to like bounce between them quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's part of what I love about the energy that yeah. we have is like that we can like have a deep conversation and speak loving words or we can have a funny conversation and just be right. All in the same moment sometimes. Kind of like ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And then, and like that it can go back and forth so, at, like with such agility, mm-hmm. I think is really remarkable. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I love watching him. He's just. Yeah. Crazy. He's great. I don't know. Like it's so hard to like put. Yeah. I think the closer you are to people, like the harder it is sometimes to like yeah. pinpoint exactly what you love about them. Like I feel very close to Sam obviously. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, like he's just like mannerisms quirky yeah. cute awesome fun going back and forth yeah so. when i think so then so my best friend is calvin yeah and and i and it's weird to to qualify that because it's like well i have other friends who who yeah. love me really well and then like my buddy bryant like right. he's like my oldest friend and we've been through so much together right and like after my dad died he did so much to take care of my mom mm-hmm. and then they had a son who died young and my mom helped take care of him some. Yeah. And, um, so like there's so much like bearing of one another's burdens in yeah. tangible ways. Um, well, and I think that's what yeah. makes Sam and I so close, right? Yeah. Like I, and, and even Tony and, you know, we, we talked about Tony, but I have, I figure we'll probably talk about it with him, but, um, you know, Tony and Sam and I, mm-hmm. and kind of the group, but really it's like more Sam and me and Tony, like, yeah. Um, had that like falling out and like just like yeah. things and so him being back in our life in the last like couple of years has yeah. been like oh so good because yeah. we've we've gone through like just the vulnerability aspect of us you know yeah. like uh, being really close friends and um and, and if you, you share the deepest and the, like the most like things you regret and you wish yeah. you'd never done and like you share those moments with each other and it's like you trust the person mm-hmm. with that information. Yeah. Right. And so when you trust that person with that information and they've like held that trust and they've like, they're, you're bonded together. Yeah. And when you, you know? repair the wound and like prove oh, it. Yeah. Like it's so much deeper. And Calvin and I've had stuff like that where like, well, and you talk, I felt like, deeply hurt mm-hmm. by something. And over time, then you get to a place where you, you kind like, of figure we, out what to do still, with yeah. it. Or like, and we've never been like at odds exactly, no. but times when like, my unhealth mixed with with his unhealth, like <laughs> was just unhealth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
which is that's a little bit of how like we didn't leave Uganda on bad terms, but no. like there was stuff that was said in Uganda that like stayed with me for a really long time yeah. that I struggled to deal with. But then seeing Calvin, so this is what I love the most about Calvin yes. is he like he has always loved me mm-hmm. like from from whenever whenever we started to love each other yeah like he has always loved me and even like i think as i see him now having been friends for like i don't know 13 years or something he because we started being friends when we lived together yeah because we didn't really know each other before this like one intentional housing uh, situation um but like he he sees things in me that nobody else sees. He draws things out of me that nobody else in my regular life does. And like his sense of adventure, his sense of can do that. I'm like, I want to put up a rope swing and I think I'm going to do it. And he's like, Hmm, I can just scramble up that tree like yeah. 25 feet and just How's do this that look? for you. You know, you yeah. want right here? We're like, he makes certain things possible. He makes a lot of things in my life feel possible. Mm-hmm. And that I have this desire. Like I go swimming once a month for like 13 years. Yes. Now. And that he's like the one person in my life who doesn't feel like that's like unusual in the slightest. Yeah. Everybody else is like, all right. You know, like, yeah. or like, that's stupid. Yeah. You know, but Calvin's the one who's like, yeah, you definitely should keep doing that. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why not? And I think that his like, he thinks outside the box for sure. He's not somebody unless he's can... like living in a box or quite literally. Yeah, he didn't even get into that. Oh man, next time. I know. There's so much. Calvin to talk about. I could have sometime. literally talked to Calvin for hours about <laughs> yeah. things. Like, we didn't even touch the surface. Yeah, uh, but anyway. But he's he's like I also think he's funny. I also think he's so smart. Yeah. Um, but his like I think I've seen through the ups and downs. His like we keep choosing each other. We yes. keep choosing the relationship. And again, now, like our families are more intertwined mm-hmm. over the years because his, his sister is married to my brother's best friend from college right. and stuff. And um, so last week they stayed here for a few days and it was just so good. Like the layers of like what it looks like to walk with the other person. And mm-hmm. even with like his that like there could be maybe no two people that are more opposite to in some ways. Mm-hmm than you and Calvin yeah in a lot of ways like, it's a yeah it's sometimes odd couple but but like also just a great appreciation yeah. for one another and I and think that Sam and I are similar in those yeah. ways too where it's like yeah we're pretty different but like and even like our story about getting to know each other and like living in the dorms my freshman mm-hmm. year and him like I gotta get away from this guy like you know and me being <laughs> like come on man too I much. be yeah I wanna be like let's be best friends and like I wanted yeah. that right and it's funny to be like I wanted that he was like whoa slow your roll yeah and, but now we like have this relationship where we're like we just appreciate each yeah. other and like we appreciate appreciate each other for where we're at. Yeah. Like, and I think part of what makes again each of these guys extraordinary is the like the things about which they're intentional. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, very much. Calvin is really intentional about serving other people, like giving his time, and like like the dishes. Like, okay, we're staying at my house. Yeah. I've done dishes, but I haven't done all the dishes because yeah. like. I've seen, uh, I've seen Sam and Calvin both just like grab, do the dishes. And like people, people are just like pitching in because there's a desire to serve Mm -hmm. and like people are just like buying food. Like we're maybe have some indecision about what to do for dinner, Yeah, but like at the end of the day, when the decision's made, everybody's in. Yeah. And like Derek bought everything for dinner last night. Do you need money? Like, Like, no, I want to Tony bought all of us lunch lunch today. Yeah. Like there's like that kind of like uh-huh. desire to serve that just feels so 
don't know. They it have each other's backs. It's not. I feel like it's not common. No. But what do you love about Calvin? Calvin. Oof. I love his. He challenges me on the status quo. He challenges me on like, you know, it's, it's the like I talked about with Joel being the one that like pushes me to do like mm-hmm. crazy things. But he makes me look at it and go, hmm. Yeah. Well, how does how would that look like for me? Or, man, I would never do that. Are you kidding me? But like, he's. I, I, that's definitely the thing that's most intriguing to me that makes me like think and process and um he's a free he's, he seems so free mm. and i think sometimes i don't feel that i don't feel very free yeah. i feel it's kind of trapped and i don't think and he I feels feel, real you know i probably as often as he seems free yeah right and and i've we've talked him yeah. and i have talked about that but that's why i said he seems so free yeah. because I know that it's not necessarily there's different but he protects certain things that make him feel free mm-hmm. yeah he prioritizes well, some of that stuff. His wanderlust of like mm-hmm. the world and living in Argentina and like just going for it and not being, uh, maybe it's the American uh, concept of like, get a job, have a lot of money, as much money as mm-hmm. you can and like raise your family and do all these things. And I want some of those things, but I also am like, ah, money's not that important to me, but I need yeah. it to do all the things I want to do. And how do I balance those two yeah. things? And like, that's, the, that's really very much the place I'm in. Um, but then I feel like I look at Calvin and he's like, well, it's, he takes the, like, trust the process to the max. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, well, I'm, I'm going, so yeah. I got to figure it out once I get there. And if I don't, then I'll figure that process out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that, 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 um, free spirit of just going and like it's gonna work yeah. out and whatever happens like happens and that's what it's meant to be and like and that's where it's supposed to truly, be. Truly, he's capable of navigating things that <clears throat> I could not. No, like both physically and, and mentally, like mentally and, and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. so I think that's what I really value most about Calvin is like I'm challenged by the life he lives. Mm. And I think that I really value that challenge because it's outside of the box. It's not how I always think. And I love that perspective and like just that idea. Yeah. Um, and he's just a genuine guy. And he's I just think who he is. Kind of like Matt, he has some of that mm. prophetic sight of just that ability to see, to see layers down and to, to not be uh, distracted or dazzled by things that are meant to dazzle and distract us. And so he had, he, I think it's kind of like natural to him, but it, it was a long process of him learning to like use that site mm-hmm. of like, this doesn't sit well, but I don't know why. And over time, like learning, like, why don't I like that? Oh, because that's, that's a way, like, it seems like it's customer service, but it's really just using somebody, mm-hmm. you know, or like, it seems like friendship, but it's really just taking advantage and like it's a it's a power imbalance you know like yeah. there's that stuff that i'm like wow i never I, thought of it like that. i now came I into have yeah to like now i have to like actually process that and you're not actually wrong right how but how do i like perceive that or like how do i yeah. like rash not rationalize but how do i like how do i accept that thought or how do i take that in yeah in some ways? sometimes it is really challenging because you're like mm. and you run it like for me typically it's like i run it through my thing and like maybe i don't Maybe the math doesn't all look the same in my mind, but I, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely like, actually, he's seeing a lot of things that I 
have not been paying attention to. So, right. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. And his too. conclusion is usually something loving, so. Yeah, right. Math looks however. Right. Like, he is just a loving guy, and at the yeah. end of the day, like, he's, like, I've said to him, like, no, I don't want to mess with you. Like, you're the only person, one of the only people By that I've ever... By messing fight. Yeah, like... <laughs> I don't, we were both wrestlers and like, whatever. And like, I, like you're the one person that like, I actually, like, I want nothing to do with because I know you yeah, would kick you my will ass. hurt me. Like, and I'm not just, I'm not scared of a lot of people and like, <laughs> I'll like stand up to a lot of people, but like Calvin's one of those. And I'm like, mm, no, yeah. you're good. We're good here. Definitely. Is he talking to us? I think he said something. <laughs> um, for Derek. Yeah. And, Derek. and obviously I... I wasn't as close to Derek as you were because I kind of only knew him from the house. Um, but I think for me, he's one of those guys that like when he's on, he's magnetic. Mm. That like his ability, most of my, like he he has this way of like, he's so gifted with music. Yeah. And like I have such good memories of, obviously I like music and um, our his and my music tastes are like very different, but yeah. for him, just like he and I could just sit down and make up songs about any topic, him with a guitar. And then like, I could make a verse, we could make a chorus yep, and we could riff on that for like too long. And there's that stuff where he's just like, when he's, when he's like feeling present, mm-hmm he's free the funnest magnetic person. yeah, yeah like, and, and yeah magnetic. free spirit yeah like you said the mag the magnetic i was like yeah he is he's like and yeah i i it's cool to see him grow and like develop mm-hmm. i think um you know i mean we it's no secret like i don't think at least for myself like i, I don't see eye to eye with him on a lot of things but that's been one of the most like we were talking yeah. about earlier like i've talked about this on the podcast of we have to talk to each other if you don't have differing opinions, right? Yeah. Like, and I want to be that, like, I, I've, I've said that, like, how do we, how do we bridge that gap between like different views of different things and whatever that is, if we don't talk about it, mm-hmm. like you can't, it can't just be a shouting match. It has to be a conversation. Yeah. And like, that's one thing I've really valued today. Mm-hmm. Like having him of like, man, you've, you've really challenged me on a lot of things. And it's funny that I'm still continually being challenged by some of those things, even if I don't completely agree. Yeah. But he was also the catalyst for like who I am today because of his challenge when I was a sophomore in high school yeah. saying like, why do you believe that? Yeah. And it made me go, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and then go, oh, it's because that's what I always learned. And like, I always knew. And that's yeah. what my parents believed. Yeah. And I didn't actually have my own things. And so it's cool to see him like that he's still analyzing that way yes yeah he's very much still challenging those status quos in some way like we had a lot of guys that just like challenge we challenged each other we were like iron sharpens iron and we were always constantly doing those um yeah i don't know like i think that's really something i i appreciate about him is just the man i will always hold him dear to my heart but just i appreciate the fact that he you just have different different bumper stickers is all Yeah. yeah But he challenged me in the way of like, the way I think and the way yeah. I, the way I see things, and I think that's good. Like I'm, I'm very opinionated. There are some things that like it's gonna be really hard for me to change my mind, but I don't have anything. I don't know if I have anything in my life that I think is like an absolute. Mm-hmm. You know, besides my wife, because that's what I said in my vows. <laughs> my wife is absolute, and she is. But yeah. um, but I'm pretty open minded about things. Like I want to hear other perspectives. I want to yeah. hear like. Hmm, I never thought it through that lens. Like, I need to process that a little bit. You and know? I, th- 
I think something too that I from Derek and others is that I tend to be pretty like image conscious and that because I love Dude. yeah mm. because so I'm an, an, I'm an Enneagram 3 with a two wing for anybody Ooh. who cares um, but so that like I do love people but also I'm very like performance driven that yes. again like okay I'm good at like completing projects and things mm-hmm. that's also because like I kind of tie my self-worth to like finishing something well yes. um, working on that but for perfectionism yeah for things like with this group like with i think calvin and matt and derek are better at this than i am um that willingness to discuss an incomplete thought willingness to display Mm -hmm. like ideas that aren't resolved yeah and things that are intention because i tend to feel like if I'm going to say, yeah, I don't know what it's like, where it's going. And that I have to, if I'm presenting an idea, it has to be kind of, um, irrefutable. Like that I have to be prepared for any kind of pushback to like, that I don't, that I don't like show too much of what I think (laughs) just in case somebody else rips that apart. Gosh. Yeah. So they agree. And so it's like hearing Derek talk of like things that he's like, somehow for him, like all of these ideas are happening at the same time. And I, I would be like, I think a fr- like I, if I was able to be that honest, I have thoughts that don't jive. Mm. And but, I knew too. Uh-huh. But, but, and I respect him for just standing firm on yeah, those. The Derek's like, no, these like, are the, these are the thoughts that you don't think are compatible that feel compatible to me. And I'm not, I think it makes me feel uncomfortable because it's not yeah. who I, like it's not yeah. how I think and process things. And so that's that's a lesson, like but literally something I'm taking. There's from a there level of integrity it. in that that I don't Absolutely. have and right. can't access because I'm not willing to. I think we both feel like we're really open. <laughs> yeah. But there's ways where we're, we like guard our true thoughts mm. because it's like it's not ready for public yet. Yeah. You know, or it's untidy. If or you were to ask me directly, sense. I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. But you got to ask me directly, yeah. and I'm not going to go there. Unless oh, there's it. tons of times when I'm like, if pressed, I do have an opinion about this, yes. but I, I will hold, gonna hold on to that. Right. Yeah. It's not a lack of opinions. Right. <laughs> nope. No lack of yeah. them. They're, they're all there. Yeah. It's just that I'm I'm guarded in certain ways of like, I, I mean, this podcast, like I just really don't want to talk about political figures. Mm-hmm. I don't want, it's a lot of things are political, so I can't say politics. Yeah. But I just, I think it's a divisive thing and I just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I just, I'm not interested in that. And I don't, I don't care. There's enough. You want to, you want to talk about that? Like go watch the news, go read an article. Yeah. Cause anything you're going to find in, in the media be, right now, it's going to be that. So yeah. like, you can find that wherever you want. That's not what I want to do. I'm not, I'm not a part of that. I just want to, that's why one of the reasons this exists and crazy face to exists is because there's enough shit out there. Mm-hmm. This isn't a place for that. This is a place for us to talk about topics that we want yeah. to talk about and to talk about positive things and just see yeah. how we can open mind. And I, I love the story and kind of we've, we've ventured off of that a little bit, but I love like learning about people's story because I think it gives perspective of um, where people are at and the process they've gone through. Yeah. Sam and I were just talking about at, at lunch today how like it was refreshing for him to hear that other people are going through similar things that he's going through. Yeah. Right. And like, marriage and kids and all these different things that I can't give him that perspective because I don't have kids and mm-hmm. my relationship's diff- different and whatever but like those similarities are like oh I'm not alone yeah you know and I think that that's 
cool. And I yeah. think that that's kind of the, the thing I want to kind of foster, I think, throughout this podcast adventure that I'm going. And I think it's kind of reshifting and shaping as I go. But I just, I want to, I just want people to like have an avenue of like learning about other people. Yeah. And yeah, I want to have people that have more maybe influence in the world on at some point in time. But I think it's fun to just, these are, we're average people. Yeah. I doing extraordinary things sometimes. And you know? I think I think where this cuz this is like supposed to be about like yeah, my journey whatever. I think where this group like for some reason because of some of what we've been discussing has played a, like a a disproportionately big role in my life yes. that compared to people I've maybe like we had like one intense year of all living together. And even though you weren't like officially like on the lease, yeah, you know, like I, I feel there. like <laughs> Like, I feel like you live there. Yeah, and, same. And uh, depending on schedules, like, I mean, Derek was, like, doing studio arts and stuff like that. There were weeks when you were there more than Derek was. Yeah. Um, and Calvin, like, went on a road. Like, there were yeah. times when you well, were there more than people who had a bed. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that it's crazy to think of, like, the outsized role that this, that that, like, year and these relationships have played. And it's because it did so much to inform, like, the way I view the world... And to like set some things that I'd, um, I don't know, like to de- like I decided to be courageous about certain things, mm. and and I've hung on to those, and this group played a role in fostering that, yeah, and helping me to like really crystallize some of the things that I'm about, mm-hmm. and to like even test some theories. Yep, um, and even as like the group made different choices and I didn't have that positive peer pressure to like of people who were still like on my exact same page with things. Not that we ever truly were, but, um, that time allowed you to kind of forced you to figure out your own ish and then go and realizing that like, no, I actually like, this is actually me. Yeah. But also with that, 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 past experience of people pressuring and and pushing you in a direction that is like something you wanted and positive. But, and And that's the thing I I love about you to get into this Oh gosh, is the uniqueness. Like you are, I, I maybe, I I think that we're probably similar in like our, maybe we don't, it's externally people think we're more confident than we are. Mm -hmm. At least I feel that way. But I wrote down Tyler Grant art and music. Mm-hmm. huge part of your life mm-hmm. right yeah you are you don't you don't fit in the stereotypical box that people maybe want to put you in yeah and i love that i love being the like i will like chainsaw a tree in the mm-hmm. afternoon and sing opera and, like, in the afternoon well i don't sing <laughs> i haven't done that level of but training sing, <laughs> but like well i like like literally one day last fall i was like chopping up a tree with a chainsaw and then I came in and put on a tux for yeah. an opera I was hosting. So, and I'm like, that's me. I love it. I felt yeah. like myself that day. That's what I love yeah. about you is that there, I see confidence in you, whether, yeah. whether you do or just in the person you are, the man that you are, that's not quote your stereotypical man. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But I think we're all different like that. Like Calvin isn't fit in the box either, but it looks different than the way yours is mm-hmm. what you do. But I think that's what I really like. I mean, talking with you, like your love for food, your love for marriage, your your marriage, your family, mm-hmm. um, you know, even going back to Bethel and that's courageous, mm-hmm. whether you think it is or not. 
I think it's courageous because that's that's a scary thing to go from who we were and the things yeah. that we tried to do and the things we did to go back and to almost humble yourself to like, I want to see change in this community. Mm-hmm. And whether that was your initial intention or not, I think that it's an, it's an underlying. Yeah. It's part reason. of what's fulfilling about my job. So I oversee the study abroad programs yes. and community service and stuff. And, um, part of it is you guys are still at Bethel. Like there are still those students at Bethel. Yeah. And I feel like, Part of what, so like Dennis Ingbrecht was one of the guys who, um, and to different degrees, like John Dendu and others, Christian Mihut, who is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is good because those are people that were foundational to like yeah, this group of people. Who, but. who knew how to like see the like wild and sincere and all that stuff. And channel it. Yeah. And, and not feel like, like even if it didn't always stick to the rules, that wasn't a threatening thing for those mm-hmm. people. And I feel like that's a ministry that I'm able to have with these, some of these students yes. where students, I now have an office where students can come and be like, so I did a thing. Yeah. <laughs> or like, here's this thing I'm thinking about. Or like, um, can we like where, where there is but like, the fact that they feel comfortable telling yeah. you those things. Oh, is, I feel so honored. Is an honor. Yeah, and part sure. of it's, I know what to do with it because I was friends with you guys mm-hmm. that I know, like the people who are seeing things that, like, Things I don't understand about like school rules and and like decisions and and sometimes there's things I'm like, I have access to information that they don't about like okay here's the conversations that aren't like you're not gonna write a press release or announce in chapel that like here's how we made this decision because it's none of your business but I think it's also helpful to know like from an HR standpoint yeah here are some of the conversations that happened and and there's that stuff it's not that it's there isn't. It's not that there's not thought behind the yeah. decisions that are being made. And that's what it's I see as staff that... is how much care goes mm. into things that students don't understand because of privacy. Yeah. And like that that person's privacy matters so more than you about. being informed. Yes. And like it or not, that's just the way it you is. Know, but, but it still means that like uh, some things don't look great. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. But I, I yeah, I, because, of, because of being like immersed in the way like you all saw things and moved through the world there's students that i understand and i'm able to be like no you do belong here and this mm-hmm. community needs you yeah um find your group yeah. of people to help you like navigate that and to yeah. discern through those moments yeah like, i think that's the beauty of our group you know yeah. whether it was we push the boundaries on everything and that's yeah. the thing like i i go into life and i'm like man i miss those guys that like we all saw it eye and like we challenge the status quo. We challenge yeah. that school hard, 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 hard. Yeah. Like on some very serious issues that are now very, like very much in this, mm-hmm. the public eye. And I'm like, it's, uh, there's yeah. some pride in that where I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like we were ahead of the curve. Like we were <laughs> on the right track, you know, like confirmation bias in some yeah. ways, but like, we're on the right track. Like yeah. society and, and, and we all have different views on some of those things now, I think. But at the end of the day, it was like, it's not okay. Human, humans are humans and we need to treat them like that. And if, if this is what we're, you're trying to, to teach and mm-hmm. want us to learn, then we need to act that out and we need to do that and have some integrity of what that looks like. Yeah. And, um, just challenging people. And I think that I look back now and I say, I, I've said this a lot, but we need the extremes to push progress. Mm-hmm. But the progress it's made is in the middle. Yeah. 
you know, it's the conversations that happen in the middle. Yeah. So if you're not, if you, and that's why I always, that's why I say like talking about, and I think that we were sometimes in the, the extremes, but we also met in the middle and were willing to have a conversation, mm-hmm. which was fun. Yeah. But also like interesting. So one of the other things that I think like work that, like that these relationships, like, and the conversations that we had and a lot of it, again, the way like Matt was so emphatic about a certain conversations mm-hmm. about like the poor and social justice stuff. Yeah. Um, and we were all there too. I think he was just the one, again, calling it out the most or just right. being most vocal. Right. Um, sometimes it was those conversations that ha- happened like on a ride into school from uh-huh. the house or just a walk around and you had these conversations, but he was the one to vocalize it to the group yeah. versus yeah. like... Because he, he, I don't mean this in a bad way, but he was sometimes pretty aggressive about it. Oh, yeah. Like, very, like, very emphatic. Um, I think when, like, it ta- so it taught me to see things and, like, went to Uganda and worked in a school there and then, um, and was already working in a, <clears throat> for the Youth Service Bureau in a crisis facility. Mm-hmm. And so, like, developing that lens of, like, understanding social services and, like, um, justice work and what, um, yeah, community engagement looks like. Mm-hmm. And even though I feel like I don't do that in my formal role, that's definitely something that has become like, it's like baked in at this point mm-hmm. of like the way I view the world. And so then going from there to like working, doing community relations for Red Cross and um, and then doing at Multnomah University um, in Portland while I was living there, doing a master's in global development and justice. Mm-hmm. Um and built on, like, all those things kind of came together to really, like, what God did in my heart is just, like, really seeing. I don't I don't think I, I'm not good at feeling, like, heartbroken or anything like that. Like, yeah. um, I don't, I'm not good at, like, lingering in negative emotions because I love action so much. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, sometimes too quickly move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I've what I got to there from these relationships and things that I saw and work that I did and then studying it at Multnomah, the program was so amazing and the people in my program, like in my cohort were so amazing. Um, their lived experiences and things they were passionate about. Um, it was like seeing God's heart for children. And I think mm-hmm. that's what became so real to me. So Ansley and I, Ansley had always wanted to adopt and she just loves kids generally. Um, and like doesn't have a desire to like be a, to babysit like or anything like yeah. that like don't call her up but she may be willing because she likes you you know yeah whatever but um she's not just like where's the baby it's like surround right. me but she just loves children yeah and feels passionate about teaching and i i like children and um loved working at camp and stuff and i because i love possibility mm-hmm. and i love potential <sighs> and children are that and children can be so stinking funny and i love that and i love just having like a like um I love speaking to children in full paragraphs. Yes. And like hearing, like asking them like real questions and hearing their yeah. response and like calling things by their right names and stuff. And yeah. just like, I mean, we're appropriate, but, um, yeah, yeah. But like, but like, I get it. Not, not talking down to kids. Mm-hmm. Cause my pa- and my parents were big on that for us. of like talking to us like an adult. adults and humans yeah. and stuff. Um, again, developmentally appropriate, but, um, so so but in that program it like built on so much of like what had already happened in my heart to get into a place where I'm like I actually didn't care if I had biological children I just loved children because I see God's heart for children like his intent for the world like the 
the fact that like I long to see children cared for mm. and getting to a place where my heart didn't like I want my heart was to be a father yeah um, and to be a parent not necessarily I didn't necessarily care where those kids came from yeah and so um, just kind of led you to yeah if I don't mind yeah that's where I'm going mind. okay yeah yeah which is kind of like takes you to you adopted mm-hmm. your daughter yeah and you know we we kind of brought that up or I, I didn't realize that even coming here I I knew you had a daughter, but mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just didn't, I don't know. We talked about that too, but um, but even talking through that process of how that worked mm-hmm. for you and something that I remember us talking about or I asked you the question about, and I, I think it's really intriguing, and I think maybe people would find it interesting too, is how did you have that conversation with your wife? Like yeah. how did that conversation go of being like, so are are you interested in adopting? Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a process for you and I know yeah. it's kind of a thing. Do you mind touching yeah. on that? Yeah. I, um, so Ansley had always wanted to adopt and I was kind of like, eh, sure. But yeah, I, like, I think the idea of having like, like I was curious about what having biological kids would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was more curiosity, I think. And so like, it just felt like something I wanted to do kind of out of curiosity mm-hmm. um but then we we didn't start trying to have biological kids until we moved back and then from portland from portland yep. in 2015 and then we hadn't been back for very long before like i realized like ansley was just like like fostering had been kind of on her heart yeah. and i was just kind of like realized that i was like game i don't yeah. remember what the conversation was but I knew she'd always wanted to adopt and we just kind of started talking about that and it just was on her mind and it was kind of like, sure, yeah, let's do that. Um, so we went to a, we went through DCS because we were more like, well, we, we would hope to foster to adopt mm-hmm. and we only have one bedroom and we were living in, a, yeah, like an apartment kind of thing. So, yeah. um. It was like, okay, let's see if we can get an infant. I know that there's not a lot. And then, so we did an informational kind of meeting and then went to the first training and they give you yeah. this like stack of paperwork to fill out. And we just like sat on that paperwork because it just, after those meetings, you're like, oh God, the, the, this yeah. kid's going to need so much and all the appointments and all like the Am mess. I ready for that? <laughs> and, I, and it's like, neither of us were scared of the mess. Right. But um, it, it became kind of like logistically intimidating. Yeah. Like getting this kid to all these visits and appointments and court dates and doctor's things and everything like that, like... Oof. And working yeah. just like day jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just don't even know how that's going to happen. Right. To like meet how these kids' that, needs yeah. and like the state expectations and everything. Um, so we just felt kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like we just sat, right. we just didn't do anything. And then my my aunt, technically my dad's first cousin, yeah. um, knew that we'd been thinking about it and mm-hmm. stuff and called and was like, hey, my granddaughter was taken out of the home. Um, do you want her? Kind yeah. Of thing. And I was like, yes. But then yeah. I also like, Anza was teaching, so I couldn't talk to her. And I like went. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, like, I went to yeah. like coworkers and I was like, so this is kind of like started like weeping. And that's part of what I love about Bethel is like, I feel like I get to be a whole person. Mm. Like all of me comes to work and that's, I can't, don't know how to do it differently. Yes. Um, and that's welcome. So like same, having. It's not always welcome in other places. True. And that's why. That's why I, I feel the same. Work. I feel the same way. Like uh, this is me. Yeah. Take me or leave me. But then that's not always, it's like, well, I'd rather leave you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> or it's like, like, obviously there's time and place. Like, yeah. this is not the place. Right, right, right. Um, But like, that I could like feel overwhelmed about like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a kid living with me. And like, 
kind of like cry and like be perplexed yeah. in front of coworkers and stuff. This was that was specifically like the registrar and the dean, yeah, or like or uh, the um, assistant to the uh, VP of academics. Like yeah. the two of those ladies, like I'm like ah. freaking out and like in tears and someone's like, really so. I mean, um, but so I. And then it took, like, because it's such a deeply dysfunctional system, then we're like, we got to get that paperwork done. And yeah. we lived in different states and the background checks and, like, in so many places, it's, like, people with good hearts. But you're punished for not knowing the answers to questions you weren't told you should be asking. And, yeah. like, there's so much about the system that it's the appearance of security or it's mm-hmm. it's truly best practice, but it kind of only keeps out honest people. <laughs> You know, we're like, yeah, the way background checks were processed. I'm like, wait, I could literally just write you an email and make it look like it came from the state of Oregon. Right. And you're just going to take it. Yeah. Okay. So this is like, there's a because hole. I'm there's honest, this is complicated, yeah. but I could, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, here you go. So it took like three months to get her. So she was four months old by the time, um, she came to live with us and she'd been with a foster family who was so loving Mm-hmm. and really cared about her and took amazing care of her. That's cool. And so we got, before she came to live with us, we were able to do some, like, go over there and meet her and hold her there and do some things. And even though these women really wanted to adopt her and were really hopeful, they um, they still Family were... Family component, almost, probably. And they, they were kind of, like, disappointed. So it's a, um, a lesbian couple who, like, wanted to build their family through fostering yeah. and adopting. And, um, and to have that relationship, they had kind of, already yeah, built. cause she'd been there for three months yeah, and which stuff. Makes it hard and so it was hard for them, but they still were like focusing on the best of that child mm-hmm. and saying like, well, obviously be, being connected to family is valuable. And they were the ones that were like, if she's coming, you guys should start getting to know her and like do sure. some overnights and stuff like that. And, Thank and like you. they led that way, even though we knew how like hard, how, yeah, hard it was for them. Um, and they have well, adopted beautiful. since. I mean, stuff. that's that's a beautiful thing, and, and I think, and like that gives it's stories like that that give me hope and humanity yeah. in some ways of like and that they the taught us so much the, for the betterment of yeah. the, the the individual for the betterment of your daughter. Yeah, they were like, here you go. They you gave know? us a lot of insight into how to navigate a lot of the things mm. going on and like how certain pieces of paperwork yeah happened and stuff. And one of my cousins fostered a lot. She's um. Uh, my cousin Jess is the assistant athletic director at Taylor okay. and she has fostered like 15 kids and has yeah. actually just, I think this winter adopted one, but she like talked me through a lot of stuff. Cause there's all this stuff you just don't know. Right. And so it's so insanely complicated because it's the system that is unlike any other system. <laughs> right. Um, and people who will never meet this child are making decisions about their future and mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, Lily had an amazing caseworker who, once we knew what she was doing and like we're clued in enough, we're like, oh, wow, she's not being difficult. She's being amazing. And she is setting this child up for success. Yeah. We just don't know enough about the system to read that for yeah. the first six months. Yeah. Um, so then we, Lily had um, her first, she was adopted on December 22nd. Then Christmas was December 25th. And then her birthday was December 28th. So like her first everything, her first, like her adoption, her first Christmas, her first birthday were all like in six days. Ta-da! Um, and yeah, I think it's been amazing. Like I love being a father and actually some of this. How long have you had her now? So she's three and a half and we've had her for 
two and a half? A little over three years. Three years? Okay. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. So she, um, like, she won't, this is a whole other topic, but, like, I feel burdened to keep her connected in some ways to my cousin, mm. um, who was adopted out of foster care, very, sure. like, abused in, like, just about every possible way. Yeah. Um, by the time well, she was family four and adopted. Is, family is important, and I think that those connections yeah. will, I, I think they'll be, val- it, it's like a, it's difficult in the moment and not the easiest maybe yeah. way to go about things, but in the long run, it's better for the other, yeah. the, for her. And I find myself like feeling a lot of pressure. Like, I don't know what questions she'll have when she's mm. older and feeling like I have to like journal. And I, I started an email for her one oh. time when randomly I met who I figured out kind of in the moment was her Lily's birth father's birth mother. Yeah. That it was like not planned and kind of weird and a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm like this woman has never seen her before. She looks like she's really unhealthy physically and mentally, and but also like I may never like she may never see this woman again, and she's too young to remember it. So yeah. like I take some pictures and like yeah. so I started emailing her those things and like writing out everything I could about that that day because I'm like I I probably won't remember this later. And I don't yeah. know what questions she'll have. Oh, okay, but yeah. that's so beautiful. <laughs> no, but I feel like responsible to an adult. Yeah. Like she's three right now, but at, at some point, like I feel like I, at some point I'm going to have to answer for the things we decided today. And I don't know what I'll, I don't know what she'll want to know. Yeah. And that's something that whenever I meet it's someone. so thoughtful and so caring and so like, you know, she probably doesn't appreciate that or understand that or know that, but like the heart. You know, like that's such, such care. Like it, it clearly shows how much you care for your daughter and you care for her well-being, and you want the best for her. And you're not just thinking about the present moment for her, but you're thinking about her future and the questions she's going to have yeah. and those hard moments and being intentional about preparing her and preparing and having those things. I mean, like, I knew you were going to ask this, honey. Yeah. Like I knew you were going to be there. And here it is. Yeah. You know, that's beautiful. And again, so beautiful. I'm all about like going the whole way. So like, that's how I work where I'm just like, oh God, at some yeah. point, like, what is she going to ask? So I find times when I meet someone who's like, has been adopted, particularly if they're like yeah. in foster care and stuff like that. You're like, let's... Asking them, like if they're yeah. open, asking them like, what questions have you had? What have yeah. you wanted to know? What has the relationship with your bio parents looked like? What, um, what, what would you have wanted from... Yeah. 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 Like, and what, like, what has that process been about? Like reconciling, like the person who gave you up or wasn't able to keep you or whatever. Yeah. Like, so, and there's, I mean, and I think I, I feel like adoption is something that is like, especially in, I feel like in a lot of the Christian circles that I've been in, it's like a praised thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still feels like fewer people do it because it is hard. Mm-hmm. And like, turns out it's like there's specific families that do it. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know. I feel like yeah. there's, and it's funny because like, on sometimes I feel like there's tons of adopted people and tons of people willing to talk about it, and who feel passionately about that. Um, and then there's people who are just like completely opposed to it or just don't know anybody. Yeah, who's done that. And so I kind of feel like I don't feel like it's like a banner I'm waving, but I I. But you're proud I of it. I love it. And the, the fact that, like, yeah, why not? Yeah. What, what's wrong with that? I just don't. Man, I think 
we like beat people up over like like what's wrong with hat like there's there's healthy and unhealthy but yeah. like what's wrong with being proud of something you've done yeah but like it's almost not accepted to be like man i'm proud of that i'm mm-hmm. proud that i did that or like and something like that it sounds so like it sounds almost selfish to say but like why yeah i'm proud that i was able to give a home to somebody that needed it what's wrong with yeah. that there's nothing i think i think for some people like they because because like kids and family and stuff gets to be like it's a really intimate topic for a lot of people and it's tough and like i know yeah that there are a lot of things that go into that with yeah and after the adoption like in the years since we found out that like okay biological children is probably not going to happen for us yeah i even love like the timing of it that like we chose to do it regardless invest in this because ansley is known she wanted to adopt and has been kind of like, meh, about bio kids. Yeah. And I was a little more the other way around. But um, now I'm kind of like, yeah, I both really want biological kids. And I'm completely fine not having them. Yep. And I, my heart is to be a father. And I would yeah. love to have more children. I just have no idea where the next kid or kids or if they will come. Yeah. Like, um, we don't have a vision for that. So we're like, okay. But that's okay. This is enough. And we love it. And yeah. Um, oh, and even on this note of like whether you like, I think you should be proud of the life you're living. Mm-hmm. I think you should be very proud I of am. that. Um, but like, I'm also like, I feel like I was telling somebody this the other day, this weekend, that I'm like, I'm like proud to know you guys. You know, oh. like, <laughs> like, oh, well, I got this friend like Sam and Tony. Like, they biked across America, you know. And yeah. I had this one friend went to. Argentina and my like you know my other's like he works at the school and like you know like I don't know like yeah. these different things like I'm proud of knowing you guys like, yeah and I I don't I don't know like uh, and just the fact that I I really do look up to that you mm-hmm. know I really I value that that heart and it challenges me to be a better human being as well and I think mm-hmm. that's what I love about this group of people that we're all struggling in different ways. And life is... Life is life. takes so much effort. Yes. It's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're all doing unique and and challenging and um, different things that are like... But all still core to who we were when we knew each other and when we started to get to know each other. And and I think that that's just... God, it's just beautiful. It's just fun. And like I'm challenged by, you know, each and every one of your lives. And to be a better person. And I'm always constantly trying to like be the best that I can be and be the person that I want to be. And I think I should be and challenging my thoughts and challenging my, the direction I go. And I don't know. I think the, like, so some of it is like, there's one in in terms of like, I know, I feel like parenting is somebody's going to hate me for saying this. (laughs) I feel like parenting is kind of easy just because like, (laughs) Just yeah, because, there's, there's like 90% right? I lost. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. I no. some of it I recognize as fit of like child needing something that parent knows how to provide. And yeah. there's some kids that ask for things that, like, oh god, like how, like I will never be enough to meet that child's need. Yeah. Like when you get to disabilities and like things like that, or just overcomplicating. Yeah, the fact or like energy and truth. health and yeah, like, like yeah. There's all kinds of things. And my child's only three. I have very little experience, <laughs> but. I think part of what made it easy for me was, um, so 
Calvin San Salvador. Did you guys talk about yeah. him? Yeah. Calvin San Salvador is um, eight and is has been living in Argentina, is in Indonesia now. But um, And when they were all, when he was living, when they were all living together in on the beach in Brazil, yeah. one time talking to him, I think Salvador was like two or something. Yeah. And Calvin and I used to like Skype and FaceTime and stuff. Yeah. And um, he... I was like, oh, like, how's it going? Are you like tired or whatever? And he was just talking about, um, he's like, I'm tired, but not, yeah, like it's really, it's really great. And I was like, cause I had this idea of like, oh, you've got to be so exhausted. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I, I, I am. But even if I have to wake up in the middle of the night to like meet a knee, like to feed him yeah. or change his diaper or whatever, or, like he's just awake and angry, like, like. I get to hold my child Mm. like, and that's a privilege. And I think Calvin, like just through that one time, like that was a really transformative thing of just like, Oh my God, you get to choose your perspective. And so then when we had Lily and it was like, cause we went from like, we have no kids. Like there wasn't like the nine months of like, Hmm, we're going to like, here's an ultrasound. And like, you get to like, kind of like prepare yourself mentally. It was like, you have a kid now. Ta-da! Like This was a month. Now you have a kid. Um, and you don't have any of the stuff, so like people are like loaning you things. Yeah, um, which is kind of cool too. Which was see, also like, yeah, really great. Like, and I don't need to own a lot of shit. So yeah, um, give it back when she outgrows it. Seriously, um, our community is awesome though. Yeah. Uh, so with that, then like realizing like I get to, I, I don't have to get up in the middle of the night. I get to get up in the middle of the night. Mm. And perspective. Yeah, and then again, it's part of the blessing too. Is like because um, Lily wasn't breastfeeding, like. I could feed her in the middle of the night. Like that, right. that, that was a workload we could It'll share. Out. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'm just choosing that. to feel joyful about that. Choosing to feel like the fleeting nature of this like sacred, beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, my buddy Brian, who I mentioned earlier, his grandma, Betty was, she had ALS and like, l- like went into her whole life with just like this jazziest, most like, people loving person um and our old address was this like just one number off from the address of like the assistant like assisted living place where she was even though it was like six miles away like 3602 is st paul's and we're just 602 Um, (laughs) so we would get like random mail for them and one time we got a package and it was like two days before christmas so i was like okay well lily and i will go visit betty and so we're sitting there talking to her and she's just like struggles to get out the words but she Betty Frick was just like, I got words to say and nothing's going to stop me. Um, and she was just and then like Lily's playing there and like we're in her room and she looked at me and every time I think of this, I almost cry, but she was just like, you guys are so lucky. And it was like, this is someone, who, yeah. this is someone who gets it. Like, that's the way I feel. Cause most other people are like, Oh, she's so lucky. Like thinking of all the crap that like, like you've rescued lucky. her from. Yeah. Not that you she's guys lucky. Being lucky. Yeah. And it was Betty Frick. Who's like dying with ALS and like being trapped in her own body and struggling to get out words yeah. is the person who's like, who like saw what was in my heart of mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, I feel so lucky. Like yeah. I get to be this person's dad. And that to me has just felt like, felt like such a joy. Yeah. And, um, the struggle is then like taking that kind of thinking into other areas of like, yeah, okay, this is a privilege and like cleaning up after my family yeah. is a privilege and you don't have to be a complaining uh, yeah. jerk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like just taking that in and choosing Finding joy to, in the things that maybe 
yeah cause you frustration and yeah that you could you could clean up that like we're potty training yeah so like you could clean you like she wet on her floor like she wet her pants and you it's can on clean the that floor. out of anger or you can clean right. it out of like after you deliberately said do you have to go potty <laughs> no you asked her again no five minutes later she wets herself you know like you could clean that and be like exasperated but also like Okay, she's going to get this worked out, and it's going to be fine. Trust the process. And you'll never have this intimacy with her again Mm. of, like... This is it. Yeah. So, like, really just, like, reveling in it. I'm not as good at other areas, but... Sure. Like, it's those little things of, like, again, how Calvin and the other guys see things differently that has really shaped, like... Again, like, one comment. Yeah. It forces you to think completely shaped how I parent. Right. So. That's awesome. Ty, we've been talking for a good while now. Oh, gosh. I want... To wrap things up, cool. but I would love to hear three things that you maybe want people to know about you, wish that people knew about you, are important to you, whatever. Three yeah. things about you. I like the, the idea of like it being three things that um, you wish people knew about you. You know, There's a yeah. lot of things that I feel like, at least for myself, that I'm like, oh, man, I... I come across this way, but I wish people knew this part about me. Yeah. And you've shared a lot, so. I guess I don't really know how I'm perceived. Like, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I don't know, like, what people are saying behind my back right now. Oh, right. <laughs> to be like, oh, can I correct that? Yeah. Um, I think. By the end of the day. Yeah. I think it's like. <sighs> I. Try not to think of like it in terms of like advice for people. Right. Um, but just about me. I think it's that I always want it to be a conversation. Mm. Um, even at work and stuff. So I've obviously displayed like I love Bethel and I love working there. But yes. there's times when I'm like, <laughs> like a little bit like, oh, I forget that people don't always want to discuss things. Mm. You know, like... Um, and I'm trying to sort out, like, still pushing anyway. Yeah. To, like, no, but we should talk about this. Yeah. Um, but, and I have a boss now who is, like, willing to let me push and say, like, I want an explanation on this or I need more information. Yeah. Like, I don't, this doesn't sit well with me. What right. do I need to know? I just need to know the backstory so yeah. that I can, like, understand so and support. I can, like, get on board, like, with anybody. Well, not, not absolutely, but, like, yeah. I want to know how to support you. And unless you're willing to discuss it with me, I won't know how to support how? you. How? Yeah. And I 100% that's exactly yeah. what I'm, that's, yeah. And if you have, if you have a reason for why you're doing something, I feel like I'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a reason, I'm concerned. Even if I'm okay with what you're choosing, like I, I always want it to be a conversation. And that's where I have no say on like conflict, knowing the why, like on conflict or other things. She's not as much a process oriented person. She's like, well, it was just, I wanted to make. I wanted to cook that thing, so I just started cooking that thing. I'm like, well, that's not how it works. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a uh, process. Uh, <laughs> um, like, you know, so like, yeah. Like, so asking, like, what was your process? She's like, I just did it. And I'm like, okay, well, for better results, you know, process. Um, <laughs> where I'm like, I feel like as long as we can talk about it, nothing is dire. And I agree. That's where I. That's what's scary about maybe like just our social climate mm-hmm. in today's day and age. That I I agree, and that's where yeah. I talk about like I I just want to have a conversation. If we can't have a conversation yeah. about you know whatever uh, race relations, uh, sexual orientation, if we can't have a, yeah. a conversation about these things. Then 
how how do we ever relate to one another and how do we ever like make progress and how can I ever understand where you're at? How yeah. can I ever like be on your side? Yeah. I want to be on your side. You but just gotta, gotta help me get there. you give me that chance. Yeah. yeah. And I want to have that conversation. And that's where I think and... like on topics of race and stuff, like I have um, one uh, African-American friend in particular, Regina Hill, Regina Hill Consulting. Up, Regina. She's doing really great work. Cool. Um, very in demand in this area in terms of helping people figure out how to have these conversations. Yeah. And one of the things I love about it is that I feel like she has given me space to have that vulnerability and that as friends, like I try to be careful not to put, not to ask her something that I could Google for myself, like not to put sure. that burden on her of like explain, like talking me out of my own ignorance. But at the same time, her not expecting me to know things I haven't learned. Yeah. And being gentle with me on those topics yep. and, and well, welcoming and in, exactly. me into that stuff. And so we love then leading other people in that kind of mm-hmm. like it's a welcoming thing. We um, have just an FYI. We kay. have uh, like a minute 45 left. Okay. I, my other two things. I love seeing and experiencing beautiful things mm. and letting other people do it too. Like welcoming people into beautiful things, which is why I love like hosting the river float on the 4th of July, yeah. doing different things like that, like getting people into new experiences of like meeting beauty that they wouldn't have done otherwise. And that's partly from this yeah. group too. Totally. Um, and the last thing is like, yeah, people is the real work and it's hard work. And mm. I feel like so often we, People, I feel like have, people aren't willing to put in the work. Like there is this like protectionist thing and like obviously I have to have boundaries, but I feel like so often it's like people deserve your work. Mm-hmm. And um, and obviously and that includes your own growth. if you're not willing to share or take, stuff, that, but... take that risk, then how are they ever supposed yeah. to like receive that? Yeah. Ty, I love you, man. I really appreciate you being yeah. vulnerable and just kind of sharing your life with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget, do good, make a difference. I love y'all. Peace!